to my point, and then I'm going to back up. So I want you to go with me to Romans 8 and verse 31. Romans 8 and 31. Um, this came to me, and we're going to actually cover the whole 38th chapter. This is, this is going to bless our souls, I do believe. Romans 8.38 or 8.31 says, What shall we then say to these things? Things. Lots of things going on. What shall we say to them? Now, in a little bit, I'm going to go back up and begin where Paul started this chapter. But, but he is concluding by saying, What can we say to all of this? Everything that I've discussed. And I would say to you, if you've been on the news today, what are you going to say to these things? What are you going to say to the headlines that are rolling across your television or across your phone or your tablet? Paul said, well, I'm living in the Roman Empire under the oppression of invaders. I'm on the run for my own life and I'm threatened every day. Not to mention the physical things that could come after me, but, but my own people are trying to kill me. I've got an empire that's against me, and there's all kinds of personal problems I have. What shall we say? And I want you to read it with me, nice and loud. If God be for us, if God is for us, if God, and I, I wanted to look up for, it means pro, working in favor of, being gracious to, standing in for, protecting, being a safeguard. If God is our protector, our stand-in, our savior, if God is rooting for us, if God is interceding for us, if God, then who can be against us? That's the thing. And then, verse 32, he qualifies. He says, I want you to understand why you can say this scripture. He said, I'm not just asking you to blindly say, well, if God's for us. He said, I want you to look what he did. He that spared not his own son. Now, I don't want to confuse your theology. We know that Jesus is God, but God is a spirit. And in our flesh, fleshly bodies, we can't see a spirit. So God himself created a body to occupy and then filled that body with himself and said, I'm going to walk with you like you. He came humbly. He didn't come with a lot of money, a lot of wealth, a lot of education. In fact, he came with a stepdad half-brothers and sisters, and he came in a very difficult time in history where there were curfews and where people were randomly imprisoned and then killed, and everybody got to see the executions. I want you to understand, God said, I'm not going to come on a cushion with an entourage. I'm going to come at one of the hardest times in history. I'm, I'm going to come at a bad time. And then I'm not going to save myself. I am myself. Although God cannot die, I'm going to occupy a, a body and I'm going to let it be crucified. 
He spared not his own son. And we're coming up on Palm Sunday and Easter. He didn't spare him, but delivered him up for us all. He said, I want you to know why I'm saying if God is for us, who can be against us? If God would sacrifice himself in his sonship form, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things. He didn't say a portion of things. He didn't say a few things. He didn't say if you're good. He said if God is for us. If God is for us. That's the condition. If God is for us. And then he went beyond that. He said verse 33. Everything Paul asked was a who. Not a what. Because most of the time, Paul's adversity came from who's. It was people. It wasn't things. He didn't, Paul didn't know about invisible viruses. He said people that sin receive in themselves the effect of their sin. He didn't realize that people that sin against their own bodies and immorality actually produce diseases that then devour their bodies. He didn't know about that. But what he said was... Who? And why would he do that? Because he knows that we have what's and who's come against us. He said, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? So he said, if somebody gets up and says, well, I thought you were a Christian. I thought that you weren't supposed to. I thought you didn't. I thought Christians don't have financial problems. I thought Christians don't have marital problems. I thought Christians never get sick. I thought, and I thought, I caught you in a mistake. He said, who will charge God's elect? See, if God's for you, who's going to argue with him? He said, it is God that justifies so I'm not going, I'm perfect, I'm great, I'm awesome. I'm just saying, I chose to listen to the call that said, you are iniquitous, you're a transgressor, you are sinful, but I can take care of that. And I said, count me in. And the Lord said, you heard me, I called, you answered, I'm going to justify you. Hallelujah, I'm going to justify you. Then verse 34 who is he that condemns? I say, well, I feel so condemned. I just, Paul is arguing with us because he says, what are we going to say to all these things? If God is for us and you yeah, but I messed up. Well, if, if God is for you and God has chosen you, then, then God's going to justify you. And who's condemning you? It's Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God. What? Making intercession. So God in his judge-like form is here, and Jesus is my intercessor. There's the judge. Satan's the prosecuting attorney. And here's my defense attorney. And he's saying, but your honor, but your honor, that, that, that sin she committed, that's, that's got to be expunged because that was repented of. And there was blood put on that. And forgiveness was requested, your honor. And Jesus is making intercession for us. 
say for me. Put your hand on your heart and say for me. Jesus, the spotless lamb, the perfect one, the great I am, this precious carpenter who walked in shoe leather is interceding for me. Oh, and now we go to verse 35. Who, if God is for us, if God is for us, if God is for us, who's going to charge me? If God is for us, who's going to condemn me? If God is for us, who shall separate me from the love of Christ? Amen. Who's going to get between me and Christ who hung on a cross and died? He invested everything. He broke the bank when he hung on a tree. And this is what Paul is saying. What is your argument? What are you afraid of? What is troubling you? If God be for us, who can be against us? Oh, let's lift our hands right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now... It's amazing. He said, who? And then he starts listing a bunch of things. He said, maybe you can't find a who, but let me talk to you about what shall we say to these things. What shall we say to these things? Tribulation. And the Bible says that, that in the world... You shall have tribulation. Paul said, is that the thing that's got you worried? Tribulation, just the, the, the kids are driving me nuts. How am I going to pay the bills? It's April 1st. The, the, the world system is not kind to people that don't have money. But here's the great equalizer. Money can't save you from COVID. So the rich are being as tribulated as the poor. You say, well, the rich, I've seen some of their Instagrams out there in a yacht. I want to tell you something. <laughs> a yacht cannot keep you from the COVID. A yacht can't keep you from it. A respirator can't keep you from it. I'm going to tell you right now, God has allowed to be released in this world something that has leveled the playing field between the haves and have-nots, the politicians and the plebes, the wealthy and the poor, the educated and the uneducated, the young and the old, the black and white. This thing doesn't care about ethnicity. It doesn't care about education. It doesn't care about age. I'm telling you, it's out there and it can happen to anybody. But I'm going to tell you something. Sin could happen to anybody too. And this virus is a very good example of sin. Anybody can catch it and eventually everybody's caught it. But what shall we say to these things? If God be for us. Hallelujah, that's why we worship and we praise. It ain't over till God says it's over. And it's not over, folks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Tribulation, distress. Say, my distress is too great for God. 
My distress is too great for God. I'm going to sanctify a worldly song right now. When the mountain was high, I didn't falter. This is what he's saying. Though the valley was low, I still believe. Though the river was deep, this is what I'm hoping. It didn't stop me. Lord, I'm coming through it. I knew you were waiting. I knew you were waiting for me. Hallelujah. On the other side of this is the Alpha and the Omega. We've begun something, but we're going to end it. No distress can separate me from Jesus. Hallelujah. Lift your hands right now. Let's just praise him. Hallelujah. Oh, my. But once you get past tribulation to distress, what if people come after us? That's going to be it right there. I'm done. I'm done. If people trace the COVID to me and say you're a carrier, you hadn't even sneezed, how much do you think my life's going to be worth if I'm the original? Persecuted. Thank you, Pastor, for your loving support there. He just waved you. It's, it's the effect of the puppets in the sanctuary, I'm going to tell you. Persecution. They're coming after me, he said, even if they come after you. Nothing, not even persecution. I'll go with you into the deepest, darkest jung jungle. I'll go with you into the darkest prison. In the middle of the night, I'll be sitting there with you. And you may, for a while, your back may be hurt where you've been beaten. But after a while, I'm going to sing a song in your ear. And you're going to forget about your trouble. And while you're praising, I'm going to send an earthquake. Persecution can not cut off the love of God. Now, wait a minute. Yes, but they have stopped the economy. We're going to starve to death. There's going to be a famine. There are locusts right now over the African continent, and they are eating everything in sight. How long before what's happening on the other side of the world is going to affect me? Paul said... If a who can't separate you, then a what certainly cannot. Famine. And I hear the instant the word is out of my mouth. I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Oh, but wait a minute. Nakedness. The stores are closed. Amazon's not shipping anymore. I don't know what I'm going to wear. I, I, I've been wearing the same old thing. And, and it's wearing out. And Jesus said, take no thought. This was Jesus, the one who hung. The one who invested in the belief that eternal life was going to change us down here until we got there. He said, did you not consider the lilies of the field? They don't toil or spin. And Solomon in all his glory wasn't arrayed like those. Have you not noticed the sparrows that are sold in the marketplace for sacrifices? And did you not notice that there's a twofer? And when that one extra falls, I see it. If God considers the sparrows, how much more are you worth? Oh, you of little 
nakedness. He said, don't take no thought saying, what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? Where are we going to get clothes? For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek ye first. I'm going to tell you something. I said last night at our prayer meeting, we are in a spiritual rehab, and we are. I'm telling you, if you're at work, you can push your issue away. But when you're at home with a wife and kids or a husband and kids, it's a little bit harder to hide if you're struggling. You say, I, I can't stand this because this, I cope uh, and I, my coping mechanisms are off and I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do. This is the perfect opportunity to learn a new way. Why? Because nothing not the loss of your job, not the presence of your children, not the presence of your spouse, not the 24-7 in the house can separate you from the love and therefore the security and the promises of Christ. Then he said, peril. That's just danger, folks. Danger. And my nephew is a physician, and I've spoken with him just today. And he knows there are people that are coming into that emergency room, and they're positive for COVID, but the labs are so overrun that they can't even process quick enough to diagnose it. So he's telling them if they're not bad enough to be hospitalized, they got to go home and self-isolate. That's the most they can do. That's a peril. That, that's a danger. That's a, what are you doing about it? Who and what can separate me? I see Jesus walking on the sea in the middle of a storm. I hear him saying, peace be still. You say, why are you focused on Jesus? Because I don't know anybody else who could A, raise the dead, B, open blind eyes, C, heal lame legs, do it without a pack a political action committee without a popularity contest without social media without somebody cutting a deal with him and to make it more wonderful on the third day of his own execution he got up out of there without anybody's help who can separate me from that kind of love oh lift your hands right now let's praise him thank you Jesus for your grace and your love hallelujah we praise you right now Hallelujah. Now, he said, sword. You know, we are looking at the evidence of countries that have been war-torn. Civil war. People turning on each other. Families cut to ribbons. Blood. Everything that comes with it. When a country is at war, there is an enormous loss of life. It affects people for generations to come. And he said, even in the bloodiest of conflicts, when you hear the sounds of boots marching and the battle trumpet raging, and if the bombs are flying, I'll tell you where I'll be. I'll be standing right next to you with my arm around your shoulder. You see, God is not afraid of our geography. He's not afraid of our physiology. 
He's not afraid of virology. He's not afraid of psychology. He is the cure for mental illness. He's the cure for emotional illness. He is the cure for physical illness. He is the cure for spiritual illness. He is the cure. Because he's so secure. He is the cure. And then verse 36 says, For thy sake we are killed all the day long. Paul said, I'm living in an hour, 2020. Hello to the future. We're being murdered. Just because we believe in Jesus Christ. Right now, all that's happening in the United States is we're being mocked. And right now, the COVID has taken attention somewhat off. And people who are trying to rekindle their faith are, are asking for prayer and uh, giving opportunities for prayer. But, but I'm telling you that Christianity is not popular right now in this world. And Paul said, people I know and love are being killed. I haven't seen that happen yet, Pastor. I don't want to see it. But if I do, I hope that the love connection between me and Jesus will be so strong that I'll remember what Paul said. He said, I have been through persecution. I have been through tribulation. I have been in distress. I have been in a famine. I have been in nakedness and peril and sword. I've been hungry and he's still with me. It's like Emmanuel, God with us. Emmanuel, God with me in my distress. God with me in my tribulation. God with me in my persecution. God with me in my famine. God with me in my nakedness. God with me in my peril. God with me in the sword. God with me in the slaughter. Say, well, what about, what if some of us go on to be with the Lord because of the COVID? Then I'm going to tell you where the Lord will be. Right next to you. Right. You're going to have a grace that I don't have or need right now. I have never, never know of a single case where the grace of God did not meet, match, and marry the heart of a loving, believing saint of God. Right. Never. I've heard Alzheimer's patients that could not name the names of their own children began to speak with other tongues when we pray. It's like nothing's there but the Spirit of Jesus Christ. No memories, hallelujah. No mementos, no tokens, but they never forgot how to pray. And it was a symbol, the symbol, the Spirit-bearing witness. Verse 37. No. Paul said, let me answer it for you. No. In all these things. He said, name the who, and then I'm going to tell you the thing. He said, I don't know who your who is, who has hurt you, who's standing against you. But I can tell you there are some things in life that will make you feel like God has forgotten and forsaken. And I'm going to say it loud and clear. He has never left us for an instant. He has never turned his back on us. He's saying, come on with me through the valley of the shadow of death. I'm going to leave you in it, take you through it, and bring you out. Out of it, higher. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
We are more than a conqueror through him. What's, the, what's holding you to him? He loves me. He loves me. He, he, it got personal. He, you care about me, Jesus? Yes, honey. But Jesus, surely you are way too big. You've seen thousands of us die and generations of us. We're just like beasts. We go back to the dust. And if our family dies, ain't nobody to remember us anymore. He said, I will not forget you. What? Oh, your mother may forget you. He said, can a nursing woman forget her child? He said in Isaiah, can, can a nursing woman who is biologically bound to the cry of an infant, she is his life source. When he cries, her body springs to action. It's time to feed a baby. He said, that nursing mother may lose her mind and forget her child, but I will not forget you. He said, I've written you on the palms of my hand. Now, why is that so precious? I'll tell you why coming up on Palm Sunday. Because that's where they nailed him. He said, I'm going to take a nail where your name is. I'm going to endure the pain for a name. He said, you're enduring pain for my name. I endured pain to remember yours. Now, when I'm in here, I'm the church. But when I'm out there, I'm me by myself. And Jesus says, you just come walk with me for a little while. But Lord, I can't get to my church, two or three. But I can't, I can't find a two. Pick up your phone. Send a, hello, would you just pray with me over the phone right now? I need to be with two. I need to feel the Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you something. We have had people going into surgery during this COVID and people having to go to the hospital. And I'm telling you two out of two phone calls that I'm remembering right now, just the two of us got together and all of a sudden the Holy Ghost connected us. And we began to worship and pray and pray in a heavenly language. Nothing can separate us. And then 38 and 39. And I'm going to have to save the rest for another time, Pastor. I see the children wiggling. I see it. For I am persuaded, said a man who had been through all those things that I have not yet gone through, that neither death, say it with me, death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature. He named it all. He said, if someone you love dies, I'll be right there next to you. Come on. Can I make it, Jesus? Come on, you can do it. Life, life is getting hard. Where are you, Jesus? Right here. I'm going to go there. Jesus, I'm hungry. I'll get you something to eat. Jesus, I'm scared. Shh. I'm your comfort. <laughs> oh, 
Well, wait a minute. Angels, what if there are powers coming after us? Ain't no power can touch you. Not even hell itself can lay a finger on you. Not Satan and all his angels. Nothing. Wait a minute. Principalities, governments. The government can come get me. The government can't do anything to you. Jesus is going to walk with you wherever you go. In and out. Powers, principalities. What about the here and now? I'm with you in the present. What about things to come? I'm going to be in your future. I'm not going to let your past, your present, or your future. Not something tall, not something deep. Nothing. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Oh, Jesus. In this hour, what shall we say to these things? What am I going to say? They told my kids they can't go back to school. What am I going to say? I lost my job. What am I going to say to these things? I want you to say it every time that wakes you up in the middle of the night. If God be for us, who can be against us? Hallelujah. God is fighting for us. I, I want Sister Leslie to sing the song she sang at prayer last night. I know you are for me. You say, uh, but I've messed up. Oh, come on. There is a river filled with blood that flows from Emmanuel's veins. While we're here on this planet, say, I can't get to church. You're going to have to make your home church. If you fail, God, you kneel down right now by your couch, by your chair. I'm going to pray for you right now. Lord, you see this precious man and woman, this boy and girl, Hayama, kneeling down there by their bed, by their couch, in the kitchen, in the living room, in the bedroom, crying and saying, I messed up. I did wrong. I'm asking you right now, Lord, through the confession of their mouth, God, that you would let the Holy Ghost fill that room and let the blood of Jesus cover their sins so they know that you are for them, for them, for us, for me. Hallelujah.